Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 32 of the Multiverse Fancast. I'm Ronnie, and with me, as always, is Mags. How are you doing today, Mags? I'm doing really well. How are you today, Ronnie? Doing well. Very excited for this episode. We have a special guest with us here today. We do. Yeah, we do. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. We do. We have, uh, if you guys have been listening to us for, uh, you know, quite Ever. some time. Forever, basically. <laughs> for all 32 of our episodes that come out every six months each. Um, wow, we have uh, with us... We've been around for a long time, then. <laughs> what was it? Right before Batman vs. Superman is when we started. So, yeah. yeah. It's been a while. Uh, we have had a lot of support, and one of our biggest supporters was... Uh, we call him Mr. Loalbo. I think I think today he's going to be I, Rob. I'm fine with Rob. Rob is great. He's going to be Rob <laughs> today, though. So, uh, we have Mr. Rob Loalbo. I, I, I was going to say that. I put it all together. Yeah, yeah, everyone knows yeah, Thanks, thanks a lot for being here, and, and to those who are listening, I know it takes you guys a little while to, to get an episode out, so I just wanted to wish a happy Valentine's Day to our listeners <laughs> right now. Wow, he's skipping right past the holidays. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. We'll see you next year. Happy Hanukkah. You're yeah, that's okay. you're All right. All right. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> happy holiday. Family friendly. We're good. Yeah. All right. So before we talk about the meat and bones of this episode, which is going to be about Doctor Strange... We have a couple questions here for Rob. It's kind of a, our time-honored tradition at this point. Yeah. And, and I've had, like, months to prepare this, uh, and I think I was working on it in the last few minutes. I just, <laughs> I just handed him a pen. Excellent job. Yeah. So, as you guys probably know from our previous um, special guest, we have a couple questions. All two of our previous special guests. <laughs> That's why I said a couple. Yep. It's, it's, I'm in an honored pantheon of, of guests here. This is a, it's a small club, but I'm proud yes. to be a part of it. And I'm sure Brendan's at home listening going, uh, guys, I'm up next, right? Yes, Brendan's <laughs> yes, up next. And you are. For our Power Rangers All episode. Right. So to get things started, okay. we have question number one. Who is your favorite Marvel superhero? Marvel superhero? Um, because we know your bias for Marvel superhero. Marvel superhero, I have to say, is somebody that I'm reading right now. So, And I think it's probably my favorite because it's kind of new. Um, Marvel's working on a new Miss Marvel right now where uh, her name is Kamala. I don't know how familiar you guys are with her. She is um, of, of Muslim uh, heritage. And uh, it's really, and she lives in New Jersey, which, you know, for me, that's a touchstone right there. But it's like, I, I think because it's really cool to see a lot of diversity in, in the superhero universe. And she's this sort of insecure Muslim teenager that is suddenly thrust into being a superhero. I, and I, I'm reading it right now. It's, right now, it's my favorite. Awesome. That's great. Um, now, we'll stick with superheroes. Who is your favorite DC superhero? And moving on because he doesn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> DC superhero? Yes. Um, okay. Uh, the first answer is always my favorite is, um, I don't know if you're, uh, how many of you are familiar with uh, Detective Chimp? Um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> for those of you who don't know it, right now in your brains, picture what Detective Chimp would look like. That's what he looks like. Yeah. Exactly. He's got the magnifying glass. Now, um, I actually have to say it's probably John Constantine. Uh, nobody really rocks uh, um, you know, a trench coat and a, a tie like he does. And I just love that he's sort of the reluctant everyman of, uh, uh, you know, he's got these powers, but he doesn't, and he's, he thinks they're cool, but he doesn't, he hates to use them, and he, he's thrust into things. So I, I'm a big Constantine fan. Uh, I wasn't, I I wasn't was ready for it. I wasn't oh, either. Cool. That, was a big that was a good one, yeah. I liked it, though. Um, we'll stick on the DC side. Favorite DC villain? 
Uh, for pure ridiculous factor, uh, Gentleman Ghost, I think, is just so cool. <laughs> um, right now, I, I, like, I know the cliche uh, answer is the Joker, so I won't go with that, but I do really enjoy sort of um, Wentworth Miller's Captain Cold on the shows, which I, I, I understand he may or may not be making a, a, a reappearance. Yeah. Supposedly so. he's going to be part of the uh, Legion of so Doom. That is yeah. really cool. So I love Captain Cold. <laughs> awesome. I would thought he was going to say the entire, uh, the general movie populace was going to be DC's base. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the critics Ooh. were DC's base. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, is it getting hot in here? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's no, not it's just getting Captain Cold. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so favorite Marvel villain? Um, I, I can't claim that I came up with this one, but I just read this and I thought it was hysterical. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson uh, as Marvel <laughs> villain. Um, Parker! <laughs> <laughs> all right, that works. There we go. All right, so... He, he didn't give any reason. I, I, he, he, he did. He said Parker. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I did say Parker. With the voice, too. So that counts as a good reason. So... We're accepting that. All right. Okay. All right. I'm not voted on. The judges right. are accepting that one. Who is the interviewer? I am. Thank you. All right. We're going with favorite comic movie all time. All time. I. I. I Suicide Squad. This is Batman vs Superman. <laughs> Oof. I. I Steal. It's not opposite day. <laughs> um, favorite. I have to say, it'll probably be again cliche, but I really the Dark Knight is just the 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 jewel in the crown. Um, and it's just such an, I think because it transcends being a superhero movie and it's, it's a sprawling crime drama. It's yeah. just an amazing film. Well, it's like why, uh, The Winter Soldier was such a good film. It doesn't yes. feel just like a superhero yes. film. I think those are what make the best ones. I'm actually quite surprised he picked DC instead of a Marvel movie. I, Her favorite I, I, movie. You know what? As much as I'm a big Superman fan, I will be the first one to say that The Dark Knight, it, it's kind of got its own yeah. spot yeah, in, in movie history. Spot. Oh yeah. Awesome. All right. Last question. Who's rolling up his sleeves? <laughs> not, not me. <laughs> yes, I am. Favorite comic TV show? Comic Favorite comic TV show? It probably doesn't stand the test of time, but I know the, split, the place it had for me as a youngster was the greatest, greatest American hero. Um, William Katz's portrayal of the greatest American hero. I used to, when I was in first grade, I used to watch it and I'd pretend I had a cape and I'd jump from the top of the playground thinking I could fly. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Greatest American Hero is really just the best. Funny story. Kind of goes off of that. My uh, father tells the story all the time. When he was younger, he loved Mighty Mouse. Oh, yes. And so he would stand on a, one of the couches in my grandparents' house and he would jump and try flying and one time he jumped stuck his fist out screamed mighty mouse and punched right through a window <laughs> i'm gonna one up you actually and it's even funnier considering our dads know each other yeah uh my dad when he was younger trying to impress his sister's friend because that's what that's the magliata men do. do yeah um unfortunately he jumped off a dresser to show that he could fly and broke his arm <laughs> so obviously you guys know where i get some of it from Clearly, yeah. My poor brain damaged father <laughs> jumped off the dresser. No. You said he broke his arm, not his head. I, I, mean, I need to see the actual medical records at this point in my life. Uh, all right, so that is a little bit about Mr. Rob. Yes. Um, so now we're going to get into what we're here for. Doctor Strange just came out about a week ago. Um, I mean, critics love it. I know I loved it. 
Um, what about you guys? Uh, I, I <laughs> loved it. I, I, I had asked to do this podcast um, months ago, and as I was going into the theater, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what if this movie is just terrible? What am I going to say? <laughs> and they're going to just destroy me as a Marvel person, even though I'm here to put those rumors, you know, to dispel them. The rumors about, you know, regarding my death have been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> so I am a, a fair, uh, fair person for both sides if they bring the material. That so, is, that is um, fair. But I loved it. I, I thought it was one of the the most the deepest and most thought provoking of, of all the superhero movies yeah. recently. Um, I loved it. I can uh, I can definitely say that as a movie, I really did enjoy it, and it's one of the few movies that we got to see it in IMAX 3D. Totally yes. worth it. The, the visual yeah. aspects alone, it's very unique in the Marvel pantheon. Yeah. Did it break the Marvel mold of intro movies? No, not I, at all. I have to agree with you. It's yeah. magic. It's magic Iron Man. That's it really what movie. it was. Yeah. But you know, Marvel proved. It ain't broke, don't fix it. We're yeah. still going to make all the money. And I'm sure, as you guys know, I was kind of going into the movie not really wanting to see it. 100%. I was kind of, uh, didn't really excite me. Yeah, no. It blew me away, to be honest. Yeah, I, I like that they made some little tweaks to the formula, but overall, yeah. and, and I should say, since no one has said it so far, this is the spoilers-free area of the <laughs> podcast. So we will, we will alert. What will be the signal? Oh, I have one. Oh, okay, we, we have, a, oh, we have a, a pre-planned signal. Yes. Uh, we bought new equipment but didn't buy a new single for some reason. Oh, right. Because yeah. what, what ain't broke, don't fix. Yeah. <laughs> we are talking about Marvel. So, um, so do you want me to read this exceptionally long or it's very short non-spoiler? It's got big exceptionally words. Exceptionally long. It's not long. It's short. I'm here to help you with the big words. It's kind of like Jumbo right. Shrimp right there. All right, so I got... I love Jumbo Shrimp. Marvel's Doctor Strange follows the story of the talented neurosurgeon Doctor Stephen Strange, who, after a tragic car accident, must put ego aside and learn the secrets of a hidden world of mysticism and alternate dimensions. Based in New York City's Greenwich Village, Doctor Strange must act as, it, must act as an intermediary between the real world and what lies beyond, utilizing a vast array of metaphysical abilities and artifacts to protect the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Golf clap. <laughs> I'm 98 percent sure I uh, mispronounced axe. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, family friendly still. So. Didn't mangle it too much. That's perfect. Yeah, so yeah. Like we teach the kids uh, axe kick. Yeah, axe right. kick. <laughs> what kind of kick, guys? Axe uh, kick. So yes, this is the non-spoiler section. So we're not going to go into too much detail because what you do talk about this movie is mainly spoilers. Um, but we're going to get things started off just talking about the uh, cast. And everything like that. Um, so, what do you think? You want to start with the big guy right away? Or do you want to start with the controversial one right away? Let's go controversial. Alright, um, right so... Go big or go home. Go, okay, I guess so. Uh, so one of the biggest points of controversy for this entire movie, and I think we'll all get a chance to speak our opinion on this, was the casting of Tilda Swanson as the Ancient One. Swinton. Swinton. Her too. <laughs> Tilda... What did I say, Swanson? Swanson. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Tilda Swinton. Yes, thank you. We edit this stuff, right? Nope. <laughs> no, we way. could. This, this is live. <laughs> this is raw. This is we... live without the live stuff. Eventually, <laughs> one day. One day we'll edit, but... Um, who? Yes. So, who? Tilda Swinton. <laughs> Tilda Swinton uh, as the ancient one. Yes. Typically portrayed as an older, I believe, Vietnamese-looking guy. Yes. Uh, a point they, they made fun of in the movie, but... Uh, it got a lot of backlash from, uh, yeah. I, I guess not fans, but like just general people who were like... Yeah, they, they said it was a... a and, and this has been the problem with a lot of the films lately, is a whitewashing of, of various characters. Yeah. Um, what was the other one that they... Avatar? 
Oh, Avatar was yeah. one. Um, not, not the blue one. The, the yeah. Last Airbender. Pretty much any movie. Dragon Ball is something. I know um, Ghost in the Shell right now is going through that with Scarlett Johansson. And yeah. of course the trailer came out and everybody was kind of yes. got a little quiet for a few minutes. Um, I know Matt Damon's got one right now where it called, I think it's called The Great Wall or yes. something like that. Yeah. And, and he's amongst all these, you know, Chinese he's, people. And yeah. it's Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> Something's wrong with this picture. Can you pick? Can you find it? <laughs> <laughs> one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> but um, what, what do we think about uh, the Ancient Ones portrayal? I mean, I, I didn't have a problem with it. Granted, I'm sure if my ethnicity was different, I might. So I could kind of see where people are like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I enjoyed her for the most part towards the end of seeing her in the movie. I was kind of, eh, with it. Um, but I think she did a great job. Um, I don't have a problem with her not being who she was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know? But, I mean, if they can play the part... Why do they have to look exactly like how it's supposed to be? I think if they had made it like an actual title of like several different people have taken on the title, just like yeah, almost yeah. like the Dalai Lama, yes, similar concept, I think then it wouldn't have been a big deal. Yeah. I, I can also, I can sort of see both sides of this one because, yeah, the, the original, having, having read some of the very first appearances of Doctor Strange, um, the ancient one is this sort of, L, it, it's... It's a very stereotyped character, and that's yes. the problem, is that, you know, it's sort of a, a Mr. Miyagi, a, a very, you know, the, the short, elderly, Asian, you know, wise person, and that itself is, is a caricature and a stereotype, and, and so to continue with that and to put someone in that role who fits that description would, you know, they, some might argue you're only perpetuating the stereotype by doing that, yeah. whereas if they put someone like, you know, a woman in there where it's, it's complete, goes completely against what it originally was, yeah. Then at least you're embracing something new. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can see both sides of it. Yeah. I think my biggest fear was they were going to go the Mandarin route where oh, um, yeah. they Kingsley. hired ben, ben Kingsley. And I remember I was actually excited about it because I love yeah. Ben Kingsley. And then mm-hmm. they, they really did ruin the Mandarin for me. Mm-hmm. Like when we were watching Iron Man 3, it was funny. We were like yeah. laughing. And then suddenly yeah. we're like, oh my God, they just killed the Mandarin. <laughs> So and the fans were so upset about it that they ended up introducing the Mandarin in the what is it All Hail the King? Yeah, one of the shorts from Marvel. Yeah, but um, other than that, I really I enjoyed her. I thought she was. I thought she brought a lot of depth. I mean, Tilda Swinton's an amazing actress, and she's done so many incredible roles. And and she never repeats herself. She she's she's a chameleon, you know, like like someone like Gary Oldman, where she can just do anything and, and to play and and you know a wise old. Uh, mentor, uh, just as as a as a, a, a woman is just amazing. She's mm. she brought depth to it and and interest and and you know humor to it, which I don't think I was fully expecting either. Yeah. Well, you know, it's even funnier. She was in the Constantine movie. Oh my gosh! She played Gabriel, <laughs> the Archangel. Right. Yeah. Again, breaking through. Yeah. She loves to bust open those those gender specific roles. Yeah. Well, also because the. The Archangel Gabriel in in the Bible is described as being so beautiful that mm-hmm. he was almost feminine like. Yeah, that's so I true. think that's one of the big things. So it's funny that Ooh, somebody was paying attention. In CCD. I was paying attention. <laughs> yeah, it's supernatural. What are you talking about? <laughs> so that's that's all I do. I watch all twelve seasons of Supernatural over and over again. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Same here. That's yeah, how I, that's how I get I, all my religion stuff. Netflix <laughs> Supernatural. I've been doing it the old fashioned way. <laughs> reading and study. <laughs> And getting hit with rulers by nuns. <laughs> yeah, right. Is that still a thing? Are they allowed to do that still? Uh, kids with their unions nowadays, you can't even look at them. 
As they, long as they have, well, you know, and their phones with video technology that they can record this. <laughs> Some schools they don't even allow you to have your phones out. So I yeah, that's hey, all of them. There you go. If if they don't get caught, okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> where where are we going with yeah, this? Right? All right, so yeah, back on to Doctor Strange here. We're not um, savages. <laughs> so let's move on. Um... Who do we want to talk about next? Do you want to talk about uh, Mr. Benedict Cumberbatch? Mr. Benedict Cumberbatch? Benedict. Mr. You mean Sir? Mr. Slumberbatch? Isn't it Sir? <laughs> Mr. Doctor? Mr. Doctor? Mr. Doctor. That's kind of strange. It's strange. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Benedict Cumberbatch played Dr. Stephen Strange. Or Dr. Strange. Whichever you prefer. I love comic names. It's yeah. always so right on the nose. I love right. it. Hence my callback to Detective Chimp. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you look at some of the best, like Otto Octavius. Yeah. Victor Freeze. The, all these people are going to grow up. I'm going to name my kid the weirdest name so that he and grows up to be a super It's funny that you bring them. Yeah. All the ones you bring up are all doctors, too, which, which brings yeah. me to a point of that in the superhero universe, there needs to be a tighter rein on doctoral dissertations and <laughs> handing them out to just about everybody. Yeah. When you do your thesis, they have to see if there's anything like I don't know, a doctor, malevolent in it. How Dr. Doom got his. But yeah, right? <laughs> Victor Von Doom. Yeah, he's going to grow up to be a very... Contributing members. <laughs> that, and I'd also like to advocate for more lab safety as evidence with uh, gamma radiation, especially. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, they let they let any kid on that. Because uh, what was it? And they still haven't introduced what's his name? Uh, Rick Barn. Uh, who's the kid that in the comics? Uh, Bruce Banner had to. Put, he um, was saving. Oh, the, the kid. shielded the kid from. Yeah, the and it, it turned out to like be oh, his right. like his little sidekick for a while. Forget yes. his name. So Doctor Stephen Strange. <laughs> it's, all, it's still Marvel. No, I know. I didn't say it wasn't. I actually before and this is this is to confess this, I have never really liked Benedict Cumberbatch all that much. I always found him as to I be agree. a little odd. Um, I, I always had trouble getting into him. Like you know, and I've seen a bunch of things with him. You know, one of the more popular things being uh, the second Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Uh, that even then, when, what, what was his name, John? Uh, John Harrison. John Harrison. Right, John Harrison. But that um, wasn't his real name. No, no. In the Spoilers. Twi- in, in the twist that nobody saw coming. Yes. That even in there, I, I found him to just be too mannered and, and just too... He had to, he, Benedict Cumberbatch, for me, usually has too many quirks. And I liked that here he really just kind of blended into that character. And I finally... I, I think I finally get him, and now I have to go back and I have to watch some Sherlock with him. But yeah, it's I, definitely yeah. his claim to fame. Yeah, but he, I, I loved him. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, especially as as seeing him uh, for the audience members who don't know, I'm, I'm in my spare time as a hobby. I'm a, an English teacher, uh, so <laughs> I, I, and uh, so I teach a lot of Shakespeare, and I, I've seen him in a number of Shakespeare productions. And he's always been a great Shakespearean actor. He's fantastic, yeah. um, but he's just always so mannered. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's why. But I. He's, I love seeing him up there, and he, he definitely classed up the place. Yeah, he looked good. Now, how did we think of him as Dormammu? I didn't even know that until yeah. after the movie when I read it somewhere. I think we're getting... We're, oh, we're teetering no. the line here. We're no, teetering the line no, no, teetering, no. teetering that spoiler line. No, we're not. If we're bringing up Dormammu, are we? No. I mean... <laughs> not really, because you don't know what happens with him. Sure. All right, all right. Now all keep right. going. We'll say this, that. that actually, if you also know anything about the Doctor Strange comics, uh, Doctor Strange has pretty much two major arch enemies, one of which is Dormammu. Oh. So I guess that's not really spoiling anything. Yeah, thank you. 
We will talk about Dormammu, though, because yes. I have my qualms about Dormammu. I think a lot of people do. But um, did anybody have a problem with his uh, his accent, American accent? It was almost jarring at first. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but no. It's funny because all of your three major players all have foreign accents. accents. Yeah. Or I should say non-American accents, but they, it, it all... It was fine with me. Pretty much everyone in the movie did. Would Would it have been better if he just used his regular accent? Would it have bothered anybody? I don't think you can though, because he's from New York. You can't have him sound British. Nah. It, it He didn't sound New York-ish. No, and I don't mean you know like hey, forget about it. That yeah, kind right? of New Yorkish. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, he didn't sound. I'm a doctor. I, he sounded. It did sound like a sort of put upon American accent. Yeah. yeah. Still, the best New York accent ever done by a superhero, I will argue this, is The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Andrew Garfield did a great Spider-Man New York accent when he, whenever he did his jokes. I'm getting looks right now. I love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. Now, I, I, I will give you Andrew Garfield. Yeah. I, I loved Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. He, he did sh- have a little, like, there were times where he had, like, a slight New York accent. It was very yeah. subtle. Yeah. Um, but, and then you watch, like, um, Tom Holland, who, no. I want to hear a... Uh, uh, Captain America with a little little Brooklyn accent sometimes. Yeah, I feel like he did. No, he no. was back in the first movie when before he became Captain America. Oh, when he, he was, was always a scrawny Captain. little. Yeah, when he was a scrawny little soldier. Have to um, go back. I'm pretty sure he had one. It's amazing that we have to go back and because this. How many movies are we in now? This. this I believe this is fourteen. Yeah, they're yeah. they're really up yes. there. Yes. Um, but do you know the one challenge that I had with uh, the portrayal of Doctor Strange? Nothing to do with the actor. I wanted to hear some spells out loud. Yeah. yeah. I think um, that there's just something so much more powerful when you hear the spells. You know, you were talking about Constantine. Constantine's famous for his out loud yeah. and always, his spell work is always like different cultures, so it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Doctor Strange has always been very uh, he, he has meticulous these, with his magic. And he has these, uh, he, what's great in the comics is he has this alliteration to his spells, like the, the hairy hearths of Hothgar and the fire. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, and he didn't do that at all in the film, which I'm hoping they're eventually building to, that of him being spellish. If they do a sequel. Well, no. <laughs> they will. Um, they better. The, the thing about it, though, is... What was that it, best second week drop uh, be, uh, of all of the movies? Uh, <laughs> 69.1% for Batman Superman? I'm sorry. What was that? Ooh. Okay. All right. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. He's got jokes. I'm, got I'm jokes. kind of Oh, y'all got jokes, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Suicide Squad was the highest grossing movie the year? Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange only came out two weeks ago, and the year's still not over. <laughs> but it's already off the top of the box office because of Harry Potter. It oh, wasn't man. because of Harry Potter, actually. Wasn't, he was involved. No, he wasn't. He, he got this all. They didn't even drop the Potter name. They <laughs> dropped two names in that movie, though. <laughs> Alright. Anyway, so we're not talking about that movie, which um, we should do. A, I have to say, on. he really nailed Doctor Strange's sort of... Um, Doctor Strange in the comics has this very dry sense of observant humor. Yeah. Where I can remember one panel where he's he's doing something and fighting someone and his eyes start bleeding and he goes, oh, my eyes are bleeding. Oh, well, that's new. Uh, it, it's that dry observant, you know, yeah. where he's he's we in the audience are laughing and and you know he's seeing it as he knows it's ridiculous, but he's not going to be laughing along with us. But he he knows it's funny, and he nailed that sort of that approach to the jokes. Uh, he was great. Yeah. He definitely had the the best thing I loved about him was his ego and his arrogance. Even after like his accident, and he's like, you know, he's first meeting the ancient one. Like he he was just fun. He was a yeah, fun yeah. character. Um, he was a jerk. 
completely. No. I think he was more of a jerk, though, than Tony Stark really was. Yes. Tony Stark was a lovable jerk. He was a playboy jerk. Yeah. Um, this was... It's me. Yeah. Go <laughs> I think the scene that really shows it the most is when he snaps at Rachel McAdams. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, without getting into detail, because obviously we're still on the non-spoiler, but that was probably the strongest character scene for him. Mm. And um, speaking of Rachel McAdams, what do we think of uh, her character as Night Nurse? She was there. Yeah, I, <laughs> there was like no point. No, I, really. I, I felt like I was watching Rachel McAdams in a movie. Like, yes. Yeah. I'm okay with Which, watching yeah, Rachel McAdams yeah, in a movie, though. Yeah. Point well taken. But, yeah, um, let's end it on her. Um, next? No. <laughs> she's a great actress, don't get me oh, wrong. Yes. Um, but I don't, and I don't know if she, because she's such a memorable, she has such a memorable look to her that I don't know if she would be able to create a character that is, yeah. that look is associated with, you know, I'm, I'm watching Rachel McAdams. I've been watching her since, you know, Mean Girls, and she's been yeah. pretty much that, <laughs> she's a great actress, so I, I, anything with her I is, is just fine. Yeah. Um, was she just really accepting of, of magic, though? Like, she was like, oh, Okay, she kind of freaked out at first, and then she was like, oh, all right, this is cool. Well, you and I discussed... Um, we did. Yeah, we did. We, just, <laughs> we had this discussion that um, because they're so far into this this world of aliens and superpowers that I think yeah. most people kind of are like, oh, this this could happen now. Yeah. So I think there's a less of a sense of realism yeah. in the Marvel movies because, you know, we had alien invasions, we have Hulk, we have Iron Man. Thor. Thor, which... Um, it's funny because Thor made such a point to establish that there was no such thing as magic. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> Pranked. Pranked. <laughs> um, how about the, uh, and I'm, I'm going to throw you under the bus, how about the actor who played Baron Mordo? Chiwetel Ejiofor. <laughs> I've actually, not, not bad, not Chiwetel Ejiofor. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Ejiofor, yes. whatever. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Um, hey. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> At least I got the first name. The first name's a hard one, too, though. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't Baron Mordo, though. He was just Mordo. Master Mordo. Oh, what am I? Right. Mas- they never actually call him Baron That's Mordo. That's right, they don't. Um, Carl Mordo. Carl Mordo. Shuatel, as you before, I've been watching him for years and years and years. I he's, love him. He's always one of those actors that you just oh, see in, yes. a, in a film. He's always a really good supporting actor. Yes. He has, I, 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 there's a, a speech that he plays from The Merchant of Venice, and uh, I play it for my Shakespeare students every year, where he's, he's just got such depth and range and emotion mm-hmm. when he speaks. And I, I think that's, for, for me, this was so cool to see people like Cumberbatch and Swinton and Edgeofar and, and people like Mads Mikkelsen, all these like classically trained, uh, most of them Shakespearean actors yeah. that found their way on the stage, making their way. And there were some scenes with, between Cumberbatch and Edge of Four, where it looked like they were trying to out-act each other. Yeah, and, and it made it fun. Oh, it was so much fun, and I, I just completely geeked out at the whole moment. And it's so funny, because, you know, you know, 20 years ago, doing a superhero movie was career suicide. Oh, like, yeah. you just didn't yeah. do it. And then suddenly you get X-Men, and, you know, they said it best in Jay and Silent Bob, Strike Back. Once X-Men hit big at the box yeah. office, every studio yeah. wanted a piece of... Before that, it was like Shaquille O'Neal and Steel. And Steel, yeah. <laughs> he was great. What are you talking about? Oh gosh! <laughs> We're gonna do an episode on that I, movie one of these days. I'm telling you, you gotta have like a the worst superhero movies oh, episode. You know He's one of the best athletes gone after. Shaquille. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <coughs> uh, 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 name someone who's better. Um, I, <laughs> I can absolutely. Um, and I forget his name. Uh, he was in um, Trainwreck. Um, John Cena? John, no. <laughs> oh, uh, the basketball player. Yes. Um, 
this, the audience is showing. Don't tell me right LeBron now. James. Yes. No. Yes. LeBron James wait, in wait, Trainwreck. Uh, he no. had every funny moment in that movie. I'm, I'm gonna even beat you, Derek Jeter and the other guys. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, oh, okay. The you, Rock in everything. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, The Rock is one of them. He seems like just such a nice guy. The Rock. I am yeah. so excited to see him as Black Adam. Yes. I would have preferred to see him as. I'm just. You know what? I'm really excited to. Uh, have him run for president in 2020. I totally I would. Would. I, I, I would. We have no politics right now. Yeah, there's, um, there's no politics. politics. Especially because we do have listeners in other countries. Yeah. And, like, they're, they're probably all laughing at America. If you're listening to us from another country, help us. Yes. <laughs> if any of you guys have extra room in your apartment. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so... That's pretty much it on, on Mordo. On Mordo. Hence concludes our political uh, yeah. section of the podcast. Um, we want to talk about my probably my favorite actor on the bill, Mads Mikkelsen. And who did he play in this movie? Don't you do calcium? I'm gonna look. Caecilius. Before we started recording, I was the only one that got. Yes, I. Caecilius. That one. Um, he's a very. C level character in the comics. Is he? Yeah. I don't know anything about him. And that's pretty much everybody else. <laughs> um, I know that there was talk about having. Uh, I think Nightmare was supposed to be his mm. his bigger villain, but um, they went with Caecilius as kind of the. I he's the main villain, but um, let, let's all right. You know, let's talk about this. This is this one's for you. I for those of you guys who don't know, Rob was actually texting me the night of the movie, and we were having a little back and forth. <laughs> And I was sitting there with Ronnie going, Ronnie, is this a funny thing? Can I say this? <laughs> and um, one of the things I said was, I'm sure they're going to introduce a fully fleshed out, totally dimensional Marvel <sighs> villain that I'm going to see in multiple movies over and over again. I, I agree. I agree that DC's rogues gallery far surpasses the Marvel universe. Um, there, there are just no, a number of, of them. You know, you've got such great, you know, Batman and Robin characters as you know Poison Ivy, Mister mm-hmm. Freeze, uh, uh, you know. Cool part. <laughs> like, here's the thing: like we can, we can have chill. <laughs> oh, we're gonna do an episode about that. But, um, we can. No, I, but I agree. I, I I have to concede on that fact that yes. Mar- Marvel's biggest weakness is they do really good jobs on their heroes. Mm-hmm. Their villains always feel like it. It they build the movie around their heroes, whereas DC, especially in, like The Dark Knight. And even yeah. the Dark Knight Rises, they built. I think they kind of looked at the villain first, and then built yes. the story around yeah. the villain. And and sometimes that's to a fault too, because if you really think about it, we really haven't had a, until I think recently with Ben Affleck a fully realized Batman who is sort of that detective also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think I agree with you, but I think it's to a fault. Whereas you know, they they seem to bungle things. I have to say, you know, like I think they bungled Ultron. Um, I don't yeah. think that was, uh, uh, you know, because he's such a better character than what was in the film. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, DC definitely has that up on them. Well, but then it also leads to DC's biggest problem was they do a movie, and I'll, I'll be the first to concede on this point. Batman vs. Superman, the challenge was everybody was a villain. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you have Suicide Squad where it's about the villains. And they're all good guys, sort of. I think <laughs> DC needs to. Except for Slipknot. Horrors, <laughs> spoilers. Horse, <laughs> not. I think uh, DC though. Here's just... everyone's backstory. Oh, and here's Slipknot. Oh, I believe But um, I think DC needs to build the movies off their heroes a little bit more. Yeah. Whereas Marvel needs to do the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so basically what you're saying is just combine DC Marvel and you have the perfect movie. 
I was the worst possible <laughs> movie. Seriously, <laughs> I don't think they ever could because if you look at how DC films are, are shot, like they're yeah. so like the lighting so different. Yeah, it's, it's just the look of it, and then Marvel, it's a little yeah. bit happier. Like in all the movies, everything's a little bit brighter in Marvel. I'll, I'll yeah. put a pitch out there too. I don't know if you've seen this or I just saw it this past week. There's a video essay going around on YouTube about how Marvel movies are some of the ugliest movies around because of the non the non-graded cinematography like they it's such a their blacks aren't deep enough in their hue whereas in the dc universe they go with those deep hued yeah. blacks and it brings everything else to life whereas marvel has sort of a washed out look to it i i can i can see yeah that. i can yeah um not all the time obviously yeah but you know like it's a good thing and a bad thing i remember when they first were showing pictures of behind the scenes for Batman vs Superman yeah. and Superman's suit looked so much brighter Right, yeah. and we were all excited we were like oh my god he's got a brighter suit maybe he'll yeah. smile he doesn't like twice well, in I mean, that movie Mar- Marvel movies are lighter because their their superheroes are more comedic than yeah. DC ones DC superheroes are serious let's get to the point let's do this we're, we're going to talk let's about the, the, the stakes of Marvel movies yes. in our spoiler section yes. so we really do yeah. want to talk about yeah. That sort of thing. So, do we want to talk about the last um, person we have, the other Benedict? Your Benedict favorite Wong? character. Yeah, oh, your favorite character. Benedict, Benedict Wong. Wong. Yeah, one more right. character. Wong. Yeah. Your favorite character. <laughs> <a big> stretch. <laughs> yeah, right? Benedict Wong. You're going to play Wong. What? what? <laughs> I don't even have to change my name for this. And I get to listen to Beyonce during it? <laughs> he. Oh, my God. That was so funny. Okay, we really don't have to talk about him. But. He, he, did, he did what he was supposed to. Yes. Yeah. His. He was used very well. They could have definitely overused Wong. Yeah. But they, they chose to really make he him kind of... With the perfect amount. Like, just, mm-hmm. just to write about a Wong? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gave me enough Wong. You plenty of Wong for you. get me satisfied. Um, All right, then. <laughs> I, I, I think... I have to say, it was one of the best ensembles I'd seen in... I, th- I, I would even say one of the best ensembles in any of the Marvel movies. Like, in terms yeah. of pure acting ability. Yes. Um... That, that it was just whoever that. cast the film just Genius. did it perfectly, mm. which made me rethink. I, I'm sure you guys remember this. Remember that Joaquin Phoenix was originally tapped yes. to be because Benedict Cumberbatch originally didn't commit. Yes, mm-hmm. he was busy with. He was on Broadway. Oh, he was yeah. on Broadway. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, he he was doing. Or yeah, he was doing Shakespeare. Right? He was doing Shakespeare over in London. He was yeah. doing. Um, it was either it was either doing Frankenstein or Hamlet. Oh, it was Hamlet. Yes. I didn't know Frankenstein was a Shakespeare play. No, it's he cool. was doing. He, he and Johnny Lee Miller were doing Frankenstein, but they were doing that right before ha- Hamlet. Yeah, yeah, he was doing Hamlet, and he turned it down. And then Joaquin Phoenix was offered it, but jo- Joaquin didn't want to be tied into that many movies. Yeah, you know? who so, did Frankenstein? You, I know he knows. Who what? what? Who wrote Frankenstein? Do you know? That? <laughs> I know he knows. Oh, um. Oh, I forget her name. Uh, Mary Shelby or something like that? Shelby, yeah. Mary Shelby, yeah. Good. <laughs> I'm impressed. Um, Not going to lie. But I was trying to picture this if Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix was in it. And I, the whole character no. would have been different. Yeah, would have, it wouldn't have worked well. I, I, I think yeah. it wouldn't. They gelled as a an, as an ensemble. Yeah. And, you know, like, I love Joaquin Phoenix. You know, obviously in movies like Gladiator or mm-hmm. Her. But he, he's almost so subdued. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, he's, like, to do the comedic scenes especially. He's a little too sleepy. Yeah. He needs to wake up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anything else you want to talk about casting-wise? No, that's pretty much yeah. everyone that's really important to this movie. Um, so you want to just jump into the spoiler section? Yeah, you going to do a spoiler warning for yes. everybody? Yes, spoiler warning. Yes, this is the spoiler warning right now. 
If you have not seen the movie, please put us on pause and come back to us after you have seen us. Or not. We don't care. No, we really do. I care. Yeah. We have <laughs> a special guest. They have to listen to this whole episode because we have a special guest. Okay? Sorry, guys. So this is your spoiler warning. And we will be talking about... paid a lot for that sound words. effect. That was great. Yeah, right? <laughs> Doesn't it sound just like me? Wow. Right? I think the GoFundMe's still active. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was your spoiler um, warning. We're getting right into it now. So, again, put us on pause. Come back to us later. So. Thor's in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't really say the movie. Thor's in the credits. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and... We're done. Have a good night, everyone. Yeah, have a good night, everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's good play. <laughs> All right, where where are we starting with our spoiler discussion? Because I know I have topics I want to hit. Uh, yeah, I got a bunch too. But he brought you notes, that. guys. Nerd. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote things down. We stopped doing uh, notes by the third episode. Yeah. <laughs> we really tried. And it suffered. No, yeah, yeah the whole show suffered. <laughs> We're all over the place. Um, where would you like to start, Rob? Um, let's we know see. this was like your movie let's, of the year. Yeah. It, so. It, um, it was, okay, how about just overall, like, approach to the, the superhero movie that made it different from other superhero movies? And I'll, I'll start mm-hmm. with that. That I liked the fact that this was a character who got his powers not as a result of some accident, not as a result of, um, you know, some lab, you know, like, yeah. like Barry Allen, not, not to bash Barry Allen, mm-hmm. love Barry yeah. Allen. Everybody got but, powers from science accidents. Yeah, science yeah. accidents or some meteor out of the sky that they accidentally touched or something. Or from the sun. Like it was... Um, Where I have this written down. Hold on. Oh, god. <laughs> Here it is. Um, he... Oh, here it is. He that he's he gets his powers not as a result of an accident, like you know the Fantastic Four yeah. and something, but he got it because for, through external human improvement. Like yeah. he's someone that said, "I like I love that scene where he says, how do you, how do I get from here to there?'" And she says, "Oh, how did you get to be a surgeon? Well, through time and, and study and hard work." And then yeah. like that's a great message for a lot of people watching this mm-hmm. that if you want to truly become you know what you desire in life, you you have to work for mm-hmm. it. Um, and he does. He studies and he works hard. He reads all these books and everything. And you know they kind of excuse it away at one point because yeah. they're like, "Oh, he's he, I've got a, a photographic memory, so I can just yeah. absorb everything." That's yeah, fun. I was about to call you out on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I thought that was just a, a cheap narrative device, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm a sucker for a good superhero montage mm-hmm. in any way. Like if you put two in there, I'm still down. Like yeah. I don't care. <laughs> um, they had this very tiny one where oh, the book stealing. Yeah, like yeah. He's, I, I, I'm cool with him with the uh, astral projection and he's like mm-hmm. reading and it while well, yeah. his body sleeps his mind so that's cool that yeah. I don't mind but um, other like really the only progress we actually saw him make was the portal stuff and yeah, even yes. that was a little like he went from taking 45 minutes in subarctic temperatures to make a portal to suddenly he's like whoop 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 yeah. like his hands are going everywhere I, I that was one of my complaints about the movie was that I thought that they he grew just a little too fast in his yeah. yeah. like I like that they explained it away because you know that okay it's not an accident he's getting these p- abilities it's through hard work mm-hmm. but then they were like okay to 30 seconds later he, he's a master of all these yeah, different right. things able to stand up against like some of the most powerful magicians in yeah. the world yeah um, I mean, you could argue that he's destined to become the Sorcerer Supreme, which right. he doesn't in this movie. I was kind of surprised that they didn't let him become the actual Sorcerer Supreme. Then there wouldn't be a sequel. Well, yeah, they didn't. They didn't push it too quickly. Yeah, yeah. just the montage. Um, 
let's see other th I like that the third you know this was different I think than other movies that the third act was completely different than you know the other movies where you yeah. you know most of them have this you know giant light beam shining into the sky yeah that's a really big superior trope we need to get rid of yeah, yeah it, and there's this one person that's just trying to take over the entire world um, and and it's it was completely different instead you know and you usually and it's overcome through just intense fighting, you know. And yeah. I, I fought Marvel for that for you know the Avengers was just let's defeat as many of these aliens as we can. And, yeah. And you know, finally it was. Um, I read this somewhere, uh, so I, I'm not claiming this one. That Doctor Strange is a man who refused his calling for fear of failure. He's now ready to fail for all eternity until he's able to succeed. Yeah. And that you know he when he's in that fight with Dormammu that it's constantly of you know I'm. I, Dormammu says, you'll never win this. He says, maybe, and if we have to do this for all time, I'll keep doing that. Yeah. He embraces yeah. that failure, and he wins through failure, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. I thought he was just winning through annoyance. <laughs> Perseverance. <laughs> that's, that's the equivalent of your little brother taking something from you, just yeah. refusing to give it back. <laughs> but um, my, my challenge is, the stakes of the movies, they, they present these huge stakes. Yeah. Like, obviously, Dormammu invading. Yeah, that's bad. We yeah. don't want that. Yeah. Um, you know, like some of the other Marvel movies, you know, Alien Invasions and this, that, or the other thing. But the only movie that ever had repercussions to the series was The Winter Soldier. Yeah. Oh, with the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we haven't seen the repercussions from Civil War yet, but the challenge with all these Marvel movies is they, they create this this big challenge. They're like, the whole world's going to end. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the, the good guy saves it at the end. This movie, I enjoyed how there was so little, there's a little bit of fallout, and we see yeah. it with Mordo. Yeah. And. I want to if if they do it well in the next Doctor Strange movie or wherever he pops up again, I'll be I'll be cool with it. But for the most part, you know, Marvel movies the stakes are super low. Yeah. Yeah. They like the actual stakes during the movie are high, but it's the repercussions that yeah. never yeah. really. I will say too that DC does that pretty well. You know, I'm I'm thinking right as you're saying this, I'm thinking of uh, Flashpoint uh, mm, yeah. for this season that it even went into Arrow. Yeah, uh, with um, him having instead of a, a daughter, daughter, it's now a son. son. Yeah, like I thought that was a neat little you know repercussion and into another show. Legends now too, not to spoil anything for you, but there might be some repercussions yeah. there too we're we're dealing with. But um, yeah, DC especially on their shows mm -hmm. have planned it well. But then like you watch like Suicide Squad where they actively address the death of Superman in it, and yeah. the whole point of the squad is because there's <clears throat> of Superman. Superman. Yeah. Yes, you know the Marvel movies as connected as they feel. This one especially felt very disconnected. The only passing mention of the Avengers was the Avengers saved the world. Oh, well, that's that's the that hip, that's the hip thing to do in all of the Marvel shows. Yeah. Is you drop a little. Well, you know, back in New York, I don't know where you were. Well, that <laughs> and the mention of the Infinity Stones. The what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, those were really the only connections you had. Yeah. Them, yeah. With outside Marvels. I, actually, there is a theory. They he's talking on the phone before his accident. He's talking about a, a soldier that suffered a spinal injury. Yeah. Some people were saying it was War Machine when he yes. fell in Civil War. I said this to you in the theater, and you didn't hear me when I said it. And I told you I'd tell you later. And this is later now. <laughs> I thought it was during the Justin Hammer test. Yes, where the that's guy what I heard. Twists too. all the way around. I was like, yeah. oh, I wonder if that's the same guy. Well, because the time frame, if you think about when he. Doctor Strange got into his accident, and we're just in how much time between? Yeah, it, it kind of matches up. Yeah, but um, so yeah, that that's just a fun. That would have been a fun 
subtle yeah. Easter egg. Yes. Apparently, there's a, a hidden Easter egg in Guardians of the Galaxy that still has not been found, and James Gunn offered a hundred thousand dollars to some guy who could said he couldn't that it didn't exist. Like he bet a hundred thousand dollars. Really? Yeah. I know what I'm doing later. I don't yeah. Know, right? Right? But, uh, Later. Guys, yeah. episode's over. We're going to go. <laughs> there, there are some movies and like even video games and stuff like that that you don't find Easter eggs for, for years yeah, that's and true. years after. Um, and that's why that Marvel does it really well. DC's getting there with, with their movies. Obviously, there's only three to uh, compare, but the DC shows do it really well. Mm. You know, like there was a flashback of Oliver and you see Jordan on a flight jacket of some guy you don't see his face and he turns and walks away. Like they, oh, they do, Jordan, yeah. yeah, they do little subtle things like that. But uh, Marvel definitely, I, I want to feel a little bit more connected between their properties, especially the uh, the Netflix stuff. There's so yeah. it just feels like such a different universe. Well, at least all the Netflix stuff is connected. All the Netflix you stuff is connected. Because that's, that's where I was gonna go, you know. Because yeah. well, we're now entering, we're about to enter a world with two Barry Allens. Yeah. <laughs> Two Barry Allen's. Oh, yeah. by the way, every time they said multiverse during this movie, you and I both kind of were like, yeah, they said it. I, 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 I was actually, I have to say, I was even feeling that too. That it was like, <laughs> isn't that a DC term? Yeah. You know, it's funny because you asked me about that after the movie. I think you and I were talking about um, if multi, if the if Marvel did have a multiverse. Yeah. Marvel's multiverse is it exists. Like they have alternate worlds. A lot of times the comics just make alternate worlds just to re-modernize their stories. Yeah. Mm. Like Marvel's, I mean, their most well-known Earth is Earth 616. That's like their main universe. And then there's like the ultimate universe. There's the zombie universe. There's the what-if yeah. universes. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't think they ever used the phrase multiverse, though. Like, it wasn't really... I know that I've read the book uh, Multiversity, which is all about the different... Uh, DC universes, but yeah, that's the only place I, I think DC was that. was more well known for their multiverse yeah, yeah. beforehand because they were around a lot longer. Yeah, and you went from the golden age of heroes to silver age, and they had to. And then they had Crisis on Infinite Earths and all that. So I think that they're more well known for their multiverse. But you know, obviously, Marvel has one with the what is it, the Dark Dimension? That's what Dormammu's hanging out. Yeah. And well, the Marvel also has those multiple worlds. Where, what do they call? Uh, where they've got you know Thor's world. There's like the nine... uh, the the, yeah, the tree of something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in this universe, it seems like those are just separate planets. Yes, and they're it does aliens. Seem that way. Um, which you know that's why it's been such a weird transition. Same with the uh, Agents of Shield. They introduced Ghost Rider this season mm-hmm. and magic, and it's it's been a very interesting transition because all the characters kind of like. That's the thing I like about Agents of Shield is you get time to explore all this. Yeah. You know, I'm very excited to see Thor's full reaction to magic and all the yeah. other characters because it was my favorite post credit scene. Like, I, I loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, he took it all the strikes. He was like, oh, there's magic. Yeah. Now. yeah. <laughs> I don't really drink tea. I like this, all though. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, the, the Marvel multiverse, I don't know if they're going to do anything with it. I don't see them doing I think DC's biggest bet would be, I, be to do something with theirs. Yeah. I, I think it'll be something that'll be in phase four. I, I think, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, 
Feige, Kevin Feige is, is sort of mm-hmm. hinting at that with Phase 4. He recently said that I don't want to release any of the titles for my Phase 4 movies because that, those would be spoilers for in, uh, the Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I have a feeling he's going to be branching out into different worlds and everything like that. That would uh, be the smartest thing. They were going to do an Inhumans movie and now apparently they're doing a TV, TV show. show. Yeah. And Vin Diesel was supposed to be Black Bolt, I think. I had, I and now they're that. like, I don't think he's going to do uh, ABC television. Yeah, no. No. Good money, though, on ABC. It's a major network. Not as much as he's making for movies. I don't know. Before the pay cut. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Also, like, I think, especially television is getting a little oversaturated at this point. We have a lot of comic book shows on. Yes, yeah. we do. CW's. But see, for CW, it's cool because they only need 2 million, 3 million viewers. And they're like, yeah. yay! But we have ABC that tried to do Marvel's Most Wanted, and that didn't get. No, yeah, that never got off the ground. And they, they actually removed two of their more popular characters to do it. But um, and it's funny, too, because it's so oversaturated. Like, I, I'm all caught up mostly with all my CW shows. But, like, Luke Cage, I've only seen, like, four or five episodes. Yeah. Because I, mean, I know I don't have to go, yeah. you know, work my way quickly through them because I, I won't fall behind. But I just don't have the time to see all these things. It's so hard. Luke Cage was really good, too. But yeah, also, like, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I just don't have the time. Yeah. And also, like, with our, with our weekly shows... There's time in between to kind of to get the excitement, the anticipation. Yeah. For Luke Cage, I found myself sitting there watching three or four episodes and getting not bored, but almost just like, all right, I can do something else right now. Yes. Yeah, you're literally feeling. I didn't feel that like you know the the, the cliffhanger yeah. aspect to it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, unless I had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, but it, it is a good show. Yeah. Yeah. You have like what. Netflix gave you like 30 seconds between, 30 seconds between <laughs> episodes. I made, I made whole meals. And you could click play even before the 30 <laughs> yeah. seconds is out too, so. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, like, the, the saturation of the market is, is pretty, I don't want to say it's bad, but it, it's definitely there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we're only going to get more. Yeah. yeah as, as long as they keep making money, we will, yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with just take everything off TV and just put it all on Netflix. You know, this is what happened <laughs> back in, like, the 50s and 60s with Westerns. That everyone yeah. was making westerns at the time, and because it, it was a big money maker, and everyone could do it, and then it just got so everyone got so sick of it that they just stopped going. And, and yeah. I think, think we'll eventually get that saturation point with with the superhero movies, but it, we we might still have another ten or fifteen years. Yeah. It also depends on how good they are. Yeah, quality mm-hmm. is yeah. If we if, if we if we can keep the quality up, and, and which is what I find most amazing about Marvel is that, and you know, and I I, I fault DC, but I do have to remember DC is only like three movies, and Marvel's yeah. at like fourteen now. Yeah, and, and we're you know if you look back at Iron Man three, and, I'm sorry, Iron Man two, um, it just wasn't that great. Iron Man three was wonderful, yeah. um, <laughs> but it was they're in their baby steps. They're still you know they're finding their it out. Yeah. They're trying to make themselves different from the juggernaut that is Marvel, which mm-hmm. is respectable. Yeah. And I think that I think that Justice League is really going to make or I break. Hope. Yes. Like I know we said that for Suicide Squad and Suicide Squad proved that there's a big disconnect between the audience and the critics yeah. and the comic book and fans, the studio and heads. The, <laughs> and the studio heads. Um, they really the studio needs to step back. The, the creative teams need to step forward and really... Johns and all those, yeah. But then you argue the same thing where Kevin Feige, he's known to be quite the the taskmaster. Feige, is that how you say it? Feige? Feige. I, don't, I actually don't know that one, so I'm Kevin. Kevin. I call him Kevin. Kevin. Let, me, let me hang out for <laughs> on the weekends. Kato. But, but my, my point was that, like, it's amazing that the Marvel Universe, with each succeeding movie, it gets better and better and yes. better. Yes, yes. Um, and I, I don't know how they're able to do that. That's, that just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Like Civil War was just, that was amazing. I was, you know, to, yeah. to, I was completely geeked out at the airport scene. 
Yeah. Yeah, but see, the problem uh-huh. with Civil War is that's the scene. Yes. If you if you have to pitch somebody Civil War, you're going to talk about the airport. Yes, you will. Mm-hmm. There are very few other scenes that you'd be like. Then there's this scene. Well, yeah. There's just not as like I. Yeah, scene wise breakdown. I'll agree with you, but like to say you know, you have to watch Tony Stark's emotional arc through that movie of where oh, yeah. he just yeah you know from the very beginning when he's showing those scenes of the the CGI scenes of his parents and him to the very end where he's just you know having a beat down of the Winter Soldier because of what he did to his parents that's an amazing and he says arc. he's like I don't care yeah but uh, well Again. It's, it's funny that like in a Captain America movie Tony Stark had the actual character development and the story arc. Yeah. Steve Rogers does not have story, yeah. in like his character is very consistent, and that's the character. The fact that we refer to it as Civil War and not Captain America Civil, Civil War, War shows you right there. All right, Ronnie, you get to pick the next topic because I feel like you're sitting there quietly. No, <laughs> I was listening about non Doctor Strange stuff. It's Marvel, Marvel, so DC <laughs> universe, multiverse. Flashpoint. Well, if I take How it, my brain responsibility. <laughs> we're not talking about time travel again. That was the longest episode we ever. We don't have to talk about time travel with Marvel. <laughs> yeah, not yet, anyway. Oh, wait, we do? Because now we have the time gem. Yes. Oh, the time right. stone, right. Yep. Yes. What do you... Do we uh, have any thoughts about that magical MacGuffin? I love how he was able to use it, like... <laughs> oh, that's how you use it? Boom. Like, he didn't have to struggle with that. That's something, like... I would think you have to, like, refrain I, for... I liked like, how... You know he, what I mean? Like, yeah. he opened up the book and was just like, oh, that's oh. how you use the eye. And they were all like, how'd you even open the book? Yeah. But I love how with the apple, he almost destroyed the universe. Yeah. Rewinding time and existence and annoying Dharma, Dharmamo into submission, mm-hmm. he's like, no, there's no paradoxes. No, we fixed yeah, it. Yeah, no. <laughs> we're good. Well, let me, like, eat this apple. <laughs> and then not eat then, the like, apple. the world starts, like, cracking. Yeah. Apple. yeah. <laughs> All of the seas on the other side of the Earth start to dry up. Because <laughs> you need to eat, eat that apple. <laughs> God, it, it's so oh. weird. Um, you know, like, that the, goes back to the lack of a montage to make that a little less believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, do we think that he's ever going to use it again? Because it, it's kind of a get-out-of-jail-free card. There is no negative repercussion to him using it. It goes back to my, my point about repercussions. He has time travel, completely controllable, where he can pull people out of the timeline into this time-free zone, yeah. and I, there's no ramifications to using it. I think in any long-form storytelling, you need to have some sort of narrative device that allows you to reset time. Yeah. You know, like, if, for example, in the DC Universe, it's, well... This is just not this Earth. It's that Earth. Yeah. Um, where, you know, and I'm also dating myself with this, but, but like the show on television, Dallas, you know, they reset an entire, sorry, I don't, were no. you guys even alive in the late 80s? Yeah, <laughs> I was. Okay. How old were we in 1988? Okay, I wasn't. <laughs> One? <laughs> I, was, Dal- I was a little seed. <laughs> Ooh, that's, that's something I can't ever get out of my brain now. <laughs> um... You were no, a night of bad decisions in Cape Cod. <laughs> it wasn't Cape Cod, actually. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Dallas. <laughs> the show Dallas, it was this um, soap opera, uh, primetime soap opera, and they were able to scrub an entire season's worth of events 
by saying that it was this one character's dream. Oh, I hate uh, that. Yes. That's the worst thing and ever. Everything that happened in that whole year, like the, the, the ending point to the season was that she woke up from her bed and she opened the shower. She heard somebody in her shower. She opened it and there was Bobby and he'd been dead all year. And she goes, and he's like, oh, hi, good morning. And that was the end of the season. And then the next season started with twitch, it turned twitch. out everything was a dream. Wow. Spoilers, God! I'm gonna watch Dallas eventually. Sorry for those of you in your sixties. Yeah. No, they, they brought Dallas back too a few years ago. I remember. Um, but I think you need to have that sort of reset button somewhere in your long form. Yeah, you I mean, know. he is warned about the repercussions of yeah. it, but we never see them. Well, because he didn't use them enough. He <laughs> he couldn't handle the apple, but. He like pulls Wong out of out of like yeah. his death. He's like, don't. Oh, I love. I, I don't get me wrong. Visually, I, it was really nice. Yeah. One of my favorite finales in a Marvel so far, I think that that reverse action fight. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah. Like I'll, as far as like Marvel films go, as far as movies go, the, visually this was fantastic. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. I would have been okay a little less of the the mirror world though. It got a little too much yeah. at certain points, mm-hmm. and also because it goes back to, there's no ramifications for them fighting. Yeah. I like the point of magic. There are no ramifications when it comes to magic. There's no ramifications, (laughs) but there's still stakes. Yeah, and and and, you know that's that's the problem that I've had with like, not to bash DC, but to bash Zack Snyder. He has oftentimes made that mistake where he has fights and issues going on in his films where there are no stakes involved. You know, that's why I've said Sucker Punch has been like that, you know, where you've got people fighting (laughs) in a, in an imaginary dream sequence. But if if it's a dream, nobody can, it doesn't matter if anyone dies because she's going to wake up in a minute. Uh, But there was still stakes, even if there was a repercussions. Mm -hmm. That's my thing. Aren't they trying to like destroy the world basically? Dormammu? Dormammu. I mean, Dormammu is, his followers are, what, what is his, what was his ultimate goal? I don't, I don't know if I Dormammu wanted to, he wanted to make Earth part of his world. Yeah. Like, okay. kind of assimilate it, almost. Not like Galactus, who just wanted to eat it. <laughs> that's like, that's the comics, though. That's what Galactus yes. wants to do. He wants it's to eat it. definitely not the Fantastic Four movies. All right, so let's talk about that, then. Dormammu's appearance. Okay. I hated it. I really did not like Dormammu's appearance. Didn't, yeah. Didn't really, I mean, it added stakes to the movie, but... Jesus. Was it the presence of Dormammu or the way they rolled out Dormammu that was the issue? I think just I'm, the way that they showed him, like his his visualization. Okay. Because yeah. I'm used to comics, dude with like the the nice big fin thing on his neck, and he's yeah. got a head of fire. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm used to like everything that I I've known about the Marvel universe. I pretty much gleaned from watching Superhero Squad. Oh yeah. Um, with my son with Timmy. And Timmy and I were just, you know, when we think of Dormammu, we think of this guy with his head on fire. And, yeah. and uh, there's one scene in there where um, Falcon, like, is roasting marshmallows on Obviously. his head. <laughs> I would have been okay if they started off with that betrayal, and then he, like, shrunk down to Strange's size in yeah. that form. And he's just like, you just can't comprehend my true power, so this is how you're going to see me. Yeah. And it would have made it for a nice rivalry discussion as opposed to I'm just gonna kill you over and over and over and over again. Yeah. I think you said this too. It reminded you a lot of Parallax. Very much from so. From Green Lantern. From like the, upsettingly the horrible so. Green, Jeff Johns Green Lantern Upsettingly movie. so. <laughs> Everybody kind of forgot about Jeff Johns doing that. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I sure Jesus. as heck fire didn't. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I really had a challenge with the way they portrayed Dormammu. 
Like, I liked the whole... The concept, yeah. I've come to bargain over and over again. Like, that was cool, and yeah. it shows how smart Doctor Strange really is and how much he's changed at that point. But, um, yeah, really, the way they portrayed Dormammu really just didn't sit well with me, which is weird because yeah. normally they're really good with Marvel. Which also, if you think back, it also is very similar to the way they did Galactus in... And they blew that in the Fantastic Four yep. movies. That, you know, again, back to Superhero Squad. I see this this guy with a big purple hat on with these ear things coming up. They um, they teased it in Rise of the Silver Surfer because, like, there are points where you see the silhouette. Yes, almost. I remember that. And I remember their reasoning was they were like, we want to do a Silver Surfer movie and have him be the bad guy. Yeah. Like, I, I get that reasoning, but, you know, obviously it didn't pan out. No. They kind of put all... We forget that Marvel has had some duds. Not Marvel Studios, but Marvel. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Miss Fox. 20, you can say Fox is bad. Fox. <laughs> Fox is really bad. Superhero movies. Daredevil. What? That was a great movie. Oh, Electra. Oh, cool. oh. I'd even argue some of the X Men movies. Yeah. Yeah. X Men Three. X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, I got. I get. I, it had some great parts to it, but yeah, I have to admit it, it wasn't that great. Let's take Quicksilver, give him a 20 minutes. Oh, let's read. This worked well the first time. Let's well, just... repeat. <laughs> they went to the Marvel School. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, 20th Century Fox still owns a lot of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. and it's fun. It's sad because X-Men is such a big property, and they own so much of it. I did I did hear, though, recently, you probably read this, that they made a, a quiet trade with uh, the Marvel Universe, and we didn't even know about it that they traded um, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, because originally that was owned by Marvel. Yeah, that was when they were doing... Um, and they traded it with uh, Kurt Russell's character in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I remember when they did EO? Or am I thinking of the Michael Jackson EO from Disney World? <laughs> I don't remember. I <laughs> no, that's Captain EO. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, Kurt Russell's planet, you know, in... Uh, the, the Living, the living, the living planet. planet, yeah. Planet. In Guardians of the Galaxy, that that was originally owned by 20th Century Fox. Yeah. But see, it's funny, because you, you mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy, and we talk about a character like Galactus or Dormammu. Mm -hmm. They go to the planet that's like, uh, what is it, nowhere? Where it's like a yeah. floating alien head. Yeah. And it's like totally, like you can see it, like, oh, that, that's a celestial. That's a Galactus that awesome. type character. They could do it. I, I feel yes. like they just, they're scared to almost. They don't want to. 20th go Century Fox is afraid of financial success, apparently. Apparently so. <laughs> but I think like all these movies are afraid of going too big. Like they cut out Steppenwolf from Batman vs. Superman because mm -hmm. there's a scene of, with him talking to Lux Luthor. Yeah. He's going to be in the new movie, but they casted him. They've been very iffy with Thanos about how much they want to actually use him. Because, yeah. you know, you look at Guardians of the Galaxy, it is going to be weird seeing some of those characters standing next to Captain America. Very yeah. much so. And so I think that they're playing safe with some of the big characters. Yeah. Big, I mean, like, well, literally. They, they just don't, yeah. I, they don't <laughs> want to overdo it. And I, I think that's what happened with, for, for me, what happened with Batman vs. Superman, that they were trying to do too many things all at once. I'll be outside. <laughs> <laughs> and, and at least they were smart enough to cut out like Steppenwolf like that yeah. at least that was something yeah. they could cut and, and they just you know too many things all at once let's let's bring Batman in let's bring Wonder Woman in let's bring you know and all these things and it's just like slow slow down a little bit simplify it yeah so Wonder Woman's entrance was the best thing ever <laughs> oh here we go again <laughs> so <laughs> um Anything else about uh, Doctor Strange you want to hit on? I know you got your list over there. <laughs> I'm What's checking the... things off. Yeah, no, my no. List. What, what do you still have to check um, on? Cloak of Levitation. No. 
You mean the carpet from Aladdin? Yeah, <laughs> basically. Basically. I, 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 sorry. Uh, I was very impressed that the second... I don't know, for the listeners who are listening to this and don't know what I'm talking about, there's a basic idea behind all films, that all films have three acts. The first act, you introduce the characters and they see their main problem. The second act, they struggle with that problem and work to perfecting it. The third act, they perfected it and then have uh, <laughs> seeking to overcome their main villain. Yeah. Um, the second act was really long for Doctor Strange, which I actually appreciated yeah. that they didn't rush it. Like him, you know, and so like I would argue that the second act starts when he finally says, teach me. Yeah. Then mm. it's everything up to, um, I guess, the, the major assault on, in, on the, uh, the Greenwich Village one on uh, the Sanctum Sanctorum yeah, yeah. and that's a long time like it's a lot yeah. of learning it's a lot of like like my favorite scene in the whole th- movie I think was the surgery sequence on Doctor Strange oh yeah, yeah. I, I, and I, bring that up. I would argue that's a part of the second act and it was that was fantastic that they were throwing all this stuff in there it was all these complications different yeah. you know the, the hero was still learning all these new things about himself and he was he well, was, like he had spells that didn't work yeah. yeah he's like shaking his hand trying to get the, the saw blade things come to pop back up later works though it was a fantastic <laughs> second act but yeah you want to talk about the surgery scene the surgery scene the thing I liked most about it was um, there was so much subtle humor in it too like yeah. it would cut to, like they're having like this big dramatic fight and then it would cut and you just see like a chair move yeah, and Rachel McAdams like, what? What was that? And you know, it also showed that the astral forms you could still be seen by other people. Yes. Yeah. Astral astral projection is such a cool power, and it's very underutilized. Yeah, and, and I think the visual of it was really fun to see. And uh, again, Rachel McAdams was like, oh okay. Yeah, <laughs> just him popping in and scaring her as she's like, yeah. as she's working <laughs> on his body, yeah, right? <laughs> like literally trying to like. Sew him up. I can just see. Oh my god, I, I slipped. Oh, looks like we need more. <laughs> you should probably just stay in that ghosty form. But yeah, right? I thought that was easily the, one of the most exciting sequences in the film. Um, that was done really well. Now, that and the whole chasing of Mads Mikkelsen and them chasing each other and trying to. And I, I guess that was part of that sequence, too. I have to rewatch yeah. it. I've only seen the whole movie once. We, we were going to try and see it again, but. We are, our, our lives are apparently infinitely complicated by other superhero shows. Seriously. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I love the, the chasing through dimensions, the Inception-like kind of feel to the whole yeah. thing. And you guys got to see it in 3D, and I, I did not. Um, and that, that's something I'd love to correct in the near future. Um, yeah. Well worth it. My yes. other favorite scene was that scene with um, the Ancient One, and, and this is heavy spoilers, so um, when the Ancient One's death. Yes. Um, where she's frozen time, she's looking out at everything, and she's just philosophizing about, you know, I thought it was such a poignant moment about her just trying to, you know, view the idea of, of what her importance is in mm-hmm. the world, and she hasn't been able to see past this. And maybe that's the thing, is that this was one of the very first Marvel movies, I think, that actually kind of stepped into philosophy a little bit. A little yeah. bit, yeah. The, the idea of, of, you know, accepting one's death as a means of embracing your life. Yeah. Um, that that t- I think she says this, time is the enemy of us all. Yeah. Um, that's that's really heady stuff to be thinking yeah. about when it's like, you know, you know, we want to see more smashing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, so they, yeah. This is a very mature... That's good advice, Timmy. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, good job, Timmy. <laughs> uh, definitely a, a very mature moment. Yeah. I feel like this movie was a little bit more... It, you know, Marvel's kind of realizing that their main audience is going to be the teenage boy to full-grown adult male. Mm, yeah. They, they do know that, like, little kids are going to go see it, but at the same time, they, they know to cater their audience to somebody specifically. Like, 
know, they, there's a fair amount of cursing in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I noticed that more than in most. You know, because Cap wasn't there to say language. Language? <laughs> Did Cap just say language? <laughs> oh, that's not going away. But um, <laughs> it's it's doing the same thing that the Harry Potter uh, series did that it matures with their readers. Oh yes, and um, you know I'm curious to see if we are going to see the Ancient One ever again because mm. they're introducing magic. Mm-hmm. With magic and multiverses comes the concept of heaven and hell. Yeah, we talked about this on the, our DC shows. DC like Arrow introduced hell. They you know, it, you with Constantine. Oh, with, with Constantine, yes. Where they specifically ask, so like, it's right after Constantine's appearance, they ask, you know, well, can't Constantine come out? He's like, he's in hell. Like, literally. Yeah. Hell. But, um, and then if, if that's the same Constantine from his own show, there's angels, there's demons, there's this, there's that. Yeah. So in the DC TV universe, in theory, heaven, hell, angels, demons all exist. Yes. I'm curious to see for, and they also have the show Lucifer. Yeah, it's not part of the Arrowverse, but it's a DC property mm-hmm. that's got yeah. its own. It's supposedly doing really well, mm-hmm. but um, or it was I don't even know if it's still on. It is. Which it one? Is. Lucifer. It is. It is it? It's mm-hmm. still on. So I'm curious to see if Marvel's going to take, you know, the time to start adding more of the mystical stuff. Like DC did it really well with Constantine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how they're going to do it with you know Enchantress was hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Especially her visualization at the end with her little hit dancing. Yeah. I, I will give it that they. I loved that one where he says, "Let's bring her in," and it's that hand that comes under her yeah, hand that and was, turns it over. That's a great visual. That yeah. was one of their best visual effects ever. Yes, um, but yeah, I'm curious to see if you know because they could, in theory, summon the spirit of the ancient one. I think that'd be a fun, um, a plot device yeah. for. Or, you know, he just uses the eye and just rewinds time, gets her back away, you know? Because there's no repercussions for doing that, right? There isn't. Technically, you could just uh, go back and be like, <laughs> just kidding, you're not dead. Yeah. Uh, did they ever explain how Mads Mikkelsen's character was able to jump out of the time freezing reversal thing? He just kind of did at one point with, like, his followers, and they started fighting again. I was yeah. all, I think the whole time I was trying to figure out why his eyes darkened. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I saw it happening. Like I saw show how beginning. evil he was now. And, and I saw it happening. I'm like, I'm not sure. He's doing a spell and it's happening for some reason. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, I think demons took over his body or something. Because demons. Because demons. <laughs> that's, how, that's how you do it, man. And period. <laughs> that's how you explain anything in, in these movies. Yeah. Avengers, because aliens. Because <laughs> aliens, yeah. There's no other need for the Avengers, apparently. Uh, <laughs> magic. You know, let's see, what is it? Uh, they did they did one of those how it should have ended. Yeah. Where it's, I think it was uh, I think it was for Winter Soldier, and they're like, why don't you call like Hulk or Thor? <laughs> Any well, one of these guys. They well, had to actually write in that they didn't know where Hulk and Thor were yeah, in Civil yeah. War. That's what I like that line in Ant Man. When he says, I think first what we should do is call, is call the, the Avengers. Avengers. <laughs> They're too busy dropping cities out of the sky. Yeah. But um, again, that goes back to the, to the lack of connection. And that's also the problem when you have, you know, now that we have no Superman and we have this team of Avengers that's kind of splintered, that's the problem when you introduce such a powerful force. You have mm-hmm. to devise ways to not use it because mm-hmm. then everything would yep. just get solved. You know, it's like when you introduce a bad guy that you defeat, you have to introduce a bigger bad guy. Yeah. It's just the way that entertainment and movies and stories have worked for I guess then Kevin Feige him is smart enough to hold off 
Thanos then because he's like the the really the big, big baddie at the yeah. end and just we'll tease him here and there but we're saving him for Infinity War so post Infinity War I can't possibly imagine I feel like they really want to get Galactus back I, oh, I feel like that's yeah, that'd be great there are Marvel villains that that hold the torch but mm-hmm. they're few and far between yeah, yeah. but um, anything else we want to check your checklist uh, <laughs> oh looks like everything's checked off for yeah, the most part <laughs> I think I got just about everything just about everything uh, and, uh, anything else you want to just jump into uh, some star ratings I would love to jump into some star ratings okay. alright who would like to go first guest or our guest is more than welcome to go first alright All right. All right. you um, I kind of want that or <laughs> I will now you guys do it out of five right yes okay um, and you, you're allowed to give like quarters and seven eighths uh, and we, stuff yes like no. I think typically we do point fives point fives um this one's a tough one because it's to give it a four out of five just doesn't seem like it's giving it enough credit. Mm-hmm. But I would never say, you know, argue that it was 4.5 out of five because I, that I feel like is reserved for like Civil War. Or not even Civil War, maybe even for um, Winter, Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier really seems to be like the pinnacle of the Marvel Universe yes. at this point. And, and, you know, we'll see if anything can topple it with, you know, what's coming up. So I. I, I I'm between a four and a four point five, so I. I, I we can. Yeah, the guess you can say right, four point two five. Four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. Okay. Can I say that? Because that's where I would be. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then if I can't do four and a quarter, that I, I would have to go with four, because like you said, I can't give it a four point five. Yeah. We we uh, we definitely reserve a lot of movies. Yeah. Uh, for that. Eight and eight point five out of ten. That's yeah. what I give it. That's what you get. It. Like I I, I rate. <laughs> I rate this stuff on IMDb all the time, and right now IMDb has it sitting at theirs is out of ten. Yeah, theirs is an eight out of ten, so that's pretty that's consistent. Yeah, that's yeah. a four. And I think Rotten Tomatoes gave it ninety percent. Yeah. See, right. I hate doing the internet stuff because IMDb does it by users. Yes. Yes. There's gonna be trolls, and then there's gonna be the Marvel purists who there's, like there's, can't do any wrong. Right. There's that. <laughs> I didn't say that. There's that initial <laughs> excitement that goes with it too that everyone's like quick give it all the great and numbers and that's why yeah. we try not yeah. to record right after and give it some time to marinate yeah uh, we saw Batman vs Superman three times yeah before we actually yeah, finally exactly. recorded you're, the hype and everything like that you, you get just yeah. came you out you get swept up and you're like oh my god that was, so right. that was so good and then you're kind of yeah. like okay it wasn't as good as I thought it was which I, I have to say I'm glad that you know we kind of waited a little bit you know to, to do this podcast after we'd seen Doctor Strange because like when I came out of it I'm like wow that's all and now it, I, it's come down a little bit but it hasn't come down a, a terrible amount yeah. yes um, you know I, I see it for its flaws but I, I also see how great it was mm-hmm. at the same time yeah Sir? I'm gonna give it a three five. A three point five. A three point five. Uh, right around uh, Ant Man and some of those other. Cause mm-hmm. I knew Doctor Strange not like avidly. They're just as a comic book fan, not as like a, a fanboy of Doctor Strange because I don't know him well enough. Yeah. But I remember growing up watching like the Spider Man cartoon show mm-hmm. and you saw Doctor Strange and Dormammu and Baron yeah. Mordo. They were players in it, so I had this idea of them. But um, this movie, it's above average. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. I'm gonna recommend it. You know, mm-hmm. if I yes. anything higher than a three is an above average movie for yeah, me. Yeah, agreed. You know, so this movie did it hit all the Marvel beats. Mm-hmm. A couple that I didn't expect. A couple that I didn't want. You know, yeah. that's the problem with Marvel movies. What didn't you want? They're formulaic. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. say what you will about Batman vs Superman. 
And I don't know if it's a bad script. It's a bad script. I'm not going <laughs> to argue it. Oh, yes. But you never knew what was going to happen next. That's true. Yeah. And the one thing about Batman vs. It, it's almost like Batman vs. Superman was broken up into like 25-minute increments. Where they're mm-hmm. like, this is what we're going to do for 25 minutes. Yeah. And then it's going to, we'll do something else for 25 minutes. Yeah. Marvel movies, they're literally like beat for beat. Yeah. yeah, here's the, okay, now we're going to get to the point where he realizes there's more to, you know, what his world is, and he's going to want to train. Yeah, and, and especially especially the origin stories. The failure yeah. at the training, and then it's, you know... Like, if I were to take Iron Man, maybe Thor, Captain America, I'm, I'm not going to say Incredible Hulk, because they got away from that. Yeah. Because they started with him just being the Hulk. Well, that's because they had that... Other, yeah. you know, Ang Lee's Hulk, which and then was, you put this here and it's an abomination. <laughs> you put all those movies and stack them up, almost like to the minute. You can see where yes. this, where it's going to change, yeah. where it's going to be. All right, now they're learning and montaging, and now this is happening. Mm-hmm. So, as much as I enjoy it, I I do want to be surprised, and I think that's yeah. why Winter Soldier is such a good movie because it surprised it's like us. That. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Even though we all knew who the Winter Soldier was. Yeah. yeah. Like, like they played with the visuals in this and that it was something I'd never seen before. And that's what kept me so engaged yeah. yes. in the movie. And the performances were fantastic. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to give it the, the solid 3-5. Um, above average, not mm-hmm. perfect, great movie, yeah. I'd even say. Um, and if anybody asks, I'm, I highly recommend it. I yes, definitely. Yes, do I. Yes. Um, so we would love to hear your thoughts on the movie. We can't, Mr. L- Rob's here, so nobody else is going to write into us. <laughs> He's going to write in about himself. You forget about yes. my loyal fans. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, seriously. anyway, we would love to hear your thoughts on this movie, comments, your star ratings. Um, how can they do that? Well, the best way is on Facebook. You guys can search us at the Multiverse Fancast. You will find... Uh, all sorts of content by just Ronnie at this point because I'm currently not on Facebook, so I can't play anymore. Not till not till March. We're good. Unless March rolls around. I'll yeah. be back. I'll be back. Unfortunately. I mean Well I post the funny stuff. You post the episodes every six months. So yeah. you're the most busy. But anyway. <laughs> you can also email us at multiversefancast at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at MVFancast. Um, make sure you guys use that as a hashtag too so people can uh, see and hear what we have to say. We also, um, you can find us if you want to take us on the go. You can download us on the Podbean Satchel podcast player or directly from iTunes. Wherever you go, just make sure you leave a star rating, a review. Be nice. Be gentle. We're doing our best. I know it's terrible, but that's not the point. Um, <laughs> You're the point. You're the point. We do love uh, interacting with you guys. So however, however you guys want to do that, you know, we love hearing, especially from, uh, we've had listeners all over the world chime yeah. in. We'd love to hear from uh, some of you guys. Definitely. Um, so we want to be, give a big thank you to Rob for uh, coming in and being our special guest. I want to thank you guys for, for this awesome show that you guys have been working on for 30, how many episodes? 32. 32. 32. Episodes. 32. Yeah. And, and I know, you know, for, for Lauren and I and Timmy, we've been huge fans for the entire run. And, and it's really an honor just, you know, to be able to sit here and chat with you guys about this. Thank you so much for having me on. I'd love to do it again. All right, well, that's up to the fans. They have to demand, <laughs> they have to demand it. So make sure you guys, uh, all those ways to get That can be arranged. <laughs> all two of you. All two of you, so, yes. Uh, that means at least one of them are fans. Yeah. Has Imagine yes. Timmy votes no. We didn't be like, what about me? Timmy, please vote yes. Timmy's going to be like, we need more smashing so I can't have my dad on there. <laughs> that's how it's going to go. Yeah. All right. So thank you again for coming in. Thank you. And I'm Ronnie. And I'm Mags. And we'll be back in a flash.